0: What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle Hamilton, All American Safety for University of Notre Dame, and I just want to say thank you for tuning into the full 10 Yards College Football Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast, and with me today I have Keith. How you doing, mate?
0: I'm good, mate. Thank you. Uh, it's, yeah, we're over halfway through the regular season, mate.
1: Doesn't feel like Which... it, though, does it? It feels like we're still in the opening weeks, almost.
0: Uh, you should ask my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's waiting for it to end. Uh,
1: I was going to say, I suppose I it was a bit longer for her. Games go kind of past in a blur once you get past a certain point in the season before you know it's a New New Year Six bowl game.
0: Uh, honestly, I was astonished for Week 7. That really, really, that shocked me, yeah. But it uh, didn't shock her, no.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been good. We've had some, you know, some some fun games, some some shocks as well. So I think we should probably start with the attire that I'm wearing. And uh, <laughs> the beat... You I'm, not gonna on, say, mate? I'm not going to say beat down. It was this one-score game, you know what I mean? But three years in a trot now, we've absolutely trounced Florida. So I think we should probably start there. What a game. Yeah. Know, uh, what, what,
0: what have you got on them? Because I'm not being funny. You're not great, right, <laughs> at the moment. Half and, our team was and, missing.
1: Ha, like, yeah, I'm, that's what I mean. I mean no exaggeration. Our, our two best corners were missing. Our best... Mm. Wide receiver was missing. We lost our best, well, not best left tackle, but we lost the left tackle at the start of the game. I, I think at least, I think it's 12 injuries we had down, and a lot of them were starters. <laughs> and then we went into this game and we managed to make Emery Jones and um, Anthony Richardson it kind of look like they'd never played football for a little bit. That Richardson kind of, you know, got, got the better of it in terms of. You know, he threw more touchdowns than he did picks, but we picked that we picked two quarterbacks off a combined four times and, and the rushing game. Yeah. We haven't had a rushing game all season. Then you know Tyrion Davis Price just breaks the LSU rushing record, single game rushing record. So uh, I don't know really what happened, mate. We the game was started it was a bit trepidatious to start with we had an amazing joe burrow like play taken back from max johnson where he just sort of like scrambled out of the pocket managed to escape a bunch of guys and just bomb one 30 40 yards down mm. the field which got taken into the end zone but then got called back from some ridiculous holding penalty uh but the story of this game really was just Tyrion davis Price. He 287 yards, on, and I know he had 36 carries, but 287 oh, yards. And, and before
0: and the game, how many did
1: he add? Uh, what yards? <laughs> or,
0: yeah, did J- 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 he's doubled his? I think he he out, du- No,
1: I legitimately think he's doubled as this Russian because <laughs> last year, last week against Kentucky, he kind of got it going a little bit, and then this game, mate, he was just at one point he, he snapped off two 40 yard rushes in a row. It felt like he was, he was just absolutely just bombing through him. It was crazy. And, and the first touchdown he scored was an 18 yard touchdown run. And everyone in the group chat, I mean, was like, that might've been his longest touchdown. That might be been his longest <laughs> run of the season. Forget longest touchdown. Um, Max Johnson as well. Three touchdowns. We just looked unstoppable. Um, and, Obviously, we missed Keyshawn Boutte out there, but Dre Jenkins didn't miss him. He took him four receptions for 50 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, and the ball went around a little bit to Malik Neighbours. We saw Jack Besh top twice. Mashburn was out there. It was, it was crazy. We were doing all sorts of stuff. And then uh, Nudi got a pick. Jay Ward, uh, Baskerville. We, we have four picks. We are just absolutely destroying them. Bj Ojelari had a huge sack as well. Um, Mason Smith had a huge sack. We were just we looked unstoppable, and even then, we still looked terrible. Somehow, <laughs> it, it's crazy that we can put up forty nine points on a ranked team and still look like the worst team on the field. I
0: don't That's right. So from a from a round football and energy, I think LSU is perfect because. I go through that every day. Every time I watch Spurs, it's like, oh, my God, we're really great. But at the same time, knowing that something awful is going to happen at some point. Um, it usually does. Now, that, that result did take me by surprise because um, I would have been pretty good. Um, I think the quarterback situation is, is obviously a, a, a problem. Um, but I wasn't expecting that, no. And what was the combined points? What was this uh, fast score, 46?
1: It was 42 to 49. Does a very it's the highest points tally we've ever had in a game against Florida.
0: Not surprised, yeah. I wasn't expecting that.
1: And last year we beat them off a a Marco Wilson cleat toss, which then set us up for the the KD York field goal. (laughs) Then the year before that, that, it was a national championship team. So I don't even know why they bothered fielding a team against (laughs) us. They might as well have put freshmen out there and it still would have produced the same result. But yeah. Is that absolutely ridiculous. At, at one point, you know, it was it was six to nothing to them because they shanked an extra point um in in the first quarter. And then we came out in the second score and, and just scored 21 points. Like it was nothing. One <clears> of them was a pick six. And mate, I was so hyped, but at the same time, I was so nervous. Because although we were getting picks, yeah, and that... we, we seemingly couldn't stop them. It was such a weird game. and Then we obviously had the news afterwards that LSU and Coach O have mutually decided to part ways. He's still telling recruits, hey, come to LSU, which I I appreciate. And he's got a no-compete clause, so he can't coach in the SEC for the next 18 months, which is essentially two seasons. But if the reports I'm getting are true, he's burnt out and just wants some time out. And I think this is actually a good deal for him. And then potentially we'll get him back in some capacity as a recruiter because that's that's his bread and butter. He is an amazing recruiter. We've had a monopoly on recruits in the state of LA for as long as I can remember. But with him there, it just adds that, that extra bit. We're not going to lose out on, on guys to, you know, guys aren't going to go to Bama when they can come and be with Coach O. So I'm hoping we can keep him in some capacity because we've had – Guys like DeColdis Crawford and, and Walker Howard and people worried about, are they going to come? Walker Howard, obviously, number one quarterback in the nation for the 2022 class. So there, there's some um and iron ah in there, but I'm remaining positive and he's going to finish out the season. So we, we, we'll see how we'll see how that goes.
0: He did, did look like a man burnt out at the end, didn't he? He looked... I mean, I, I think he always looks like that, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he looked... He's stressed,
1: and I don't want to get into the politics of it all, but he's not been the same since his divorce, and then COVID hit right afterwards, and it's been really, really tough for him. And there's reports of you know, he's been entanglements to use Jada Pinkett Smith's word with multiple women, and they were bringing their kids to training and they were letting the kids do drills with the team. Just really bizarre okay. stuff, man. So I think maybe he just needs needs a little bit of time out to get his head right. And we're giving him a lot of that 17 million. We're giving him yeah. a lot of that seventeen million. So He should be all right.
0: No, yeah. Yeah, he probably needs a good break. Oh that Christ. If someone offered me 18 months off of work now, do you know what I mean? I'll take it.
1: <laughs> someone gave you 18 months off with 10 million dollars as well to spend. I think that, that, help, yeah. I think that would soften. That that
0: would help, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it you know, it's it's tough to see him go because as much as he hasn't particularly been the best coach, I mean, look, he, he had the 2019 team, which I think at this point is widely regarded as the best college football team that's ever taken the field. And they were, they were fantastic. And then he obviously had the Fiesta Bowl and stuff, but... <sighs> And I love Coach O, man. He's Louisiana born and bred, and and that's what we loved about him. But it, it, was, it was really, really tough to see him go now. But there's a new future now, on the horizon. And there's, there, there's rumours floating around about who we might get that someone floated Luke Fickle, which is a little bit ridiculous. But I would... I would literally come all over myself if we got Luke Fickle, mate. That would be be, uh, be, <laughs> be a boss move. But then if we can, Cocho's problem has always been with hiring staff. So even if we can get a guy in there who just knows how to hire good staff and put a good staff around him, I think that puts us in good stead um, for the future. But let, let's get on to uh, some of the games you watched as well.
0: Yeah, I started it off with a, a shocker on, on Friday night, um, Clemson and Syracuse. That was that was a hard watch. That was not fun. Um, it was 17-14 uh, in the end, which sounds as though it was a, a, like a defensive struggle. It wasn't. It was just total incompetent offenses. It was horrible, horrible to watch. I mean, DJ U, because I can't pronounce his last name, struggling. I mean, he's struggling. I mean, we saw the glimpses last year of what we thought was a competent quarterback. Yeah,
1: he had a 400-yard um, game against Notre Dame. Yeah. Fairly good ball security as well.
0: Yeah, he looked good in that game, didn't he? Um, I've only caught the the Georgia game week one and this one. That's not... I mean, I don't know what happens now. Clemson need something better than that. Um, I don't that know if he goes... Seat,
1: or do you think he's bought himself a no. good wheel over the past few years yeah. to be secure, to have a down year.
0: He can have a down year. I think that's allowed. Sort of I mean, let's face it, no one likes him. I don't like him, really. But um, he'll <laughs> it, get another year at least. Because, <laughs> yeah you know, what it, it, it's, it's been like a coach. He's got a legacy. Um,
1: and we know not cockroaches gonna... can survive anything. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully put. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they're, they're rebuilding. um that defense has still uh, got some decent players. Uh, there's some good freshmen in there as well. I liked a few of those, but um, that offense stinks. It's, it's really bad. I don't see how I, I, I don't see how they're going forward. I felt for Justin Ross because um, he had a shocking drop in this game. I mean, it was like a, a it was like a fair catch, right? Wide open, uh, he blamed the turf, I think, and pretended he hurt his ankle. They um, just dropped it off, comes back in the next series and makes an amazing catch at the goal line, being smashed by about three different players at once.
1: I saw that on um
0: Sports I loved Center. him. Yeah, it's an amazing catch. I mean, I loved him two years ago. That injury was obviously bad. Um, what is he now? I don't know. <laughs> He's inconsistent. He's someone that's probably a little bit scared of getting hurt again. I don't blame him. That's, that's you know... As a prospect, you know, on a good wide receiver group that we're going to have, I don't know where Justin Ross fits in.
1: Has he done anything to separate himself from the competition? Like we've maybe seen in past years with guys like T Higgins and Amari Rogers, or do you think he's he's going to just slip on draft boards a little bit?
0: I think everyone's got the ready-made excuse of the injury. So if, if if he falls and everyone's passing on him, that's the easy out. Everyone will just say that injury is, is, is a concern. Of course, it probably massively is. Um, I'm just not sure. Yeah, I, I, I worry that he's lost plenty of, of, of confidence. Um, the combine will be important for him. If he goes, obviously those medicals will be massive. Um, if he runs average... Then he's just an average wide receiver in a very good wide receiver group, and therefore you're not, you you know, your, your day three, round five kind of guy.
1: Yeah, he's clearly like very physically talented. We've seen he clearly mm. has got that vertical jump on him, and a lot of yeah. the time his hands are very, very reliable. But it, I know we shouldn't focus on the combine too much, but. People get really enamoured by numbers like forty times and stuff like that. So, do you think just as much as a bad forty could hurt him?
0: Well, if he runs, let's say he runs a mid four fives, that's that's yeah, that's late day three. He needs to he needs to do a four four, you know, low four four to get everyone's attention again. Um, I don't think he's got that, uh, which is a shame because two years ago he really, really did look good. I mean, he was better than T. Higgins out on that Clemson field, um, but if they was on the field now together, I think it's a different story.
1: Yeah, the, you know, T, T. Higgins has really separated himself from the a lot of the receivers drafted the same year as him. I know he's not really a big volume catch guy up there, in Cincinnati say up there in Cincinnati, down the road um, at Paul <laughs> Brown Stadium, he he he's really come into his own and i'm kind of waiting to see that from amari rogers we're gonna you know get some more glimpses of him as time goes on but clemson receivers kind of struggling right now if if, if justin ross is anything to go by um but speaking of cincinnati now Good link. What? number two in the nation yeah that's huge man um I don't know if you caught their game against UCF, but they move up to 6-0, number two in the AP poll, which is normally completely biased towards power five teams, but I guess they got no choice. Desmond Ritter, uh, again, slow starter, which I think is going to really affect him if they get into the playoffs this year. But Jerome Ford, man, 189 yards, Mm. four touchdowns. He was averaging 9.4 yards per carry. What the fuck? (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's the Alabama transfer isn't he yeah he yeah, pretty-
1: he's incredible and although Desmond Ritter only had you know the, the one touchdown through the air and Jordan Ford made up for that completely four tutties on the ground looked absolutely exceptional is is he the best running back in college football right now do you think
0: no <laughs> 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 only because I ain't watched him that much <laughs> I'm going to be biased uh, best running back in college football probably is Bijan Robinson but I do like that Ohio State kid is it Travion Henderson yeah <sighs> he, he looks yeah he looks really really good now, let's have State a conversation he's have
1: had those tough runners though I mean look at Trey Sermon the yeah. year before They've yeah. just, and then yeah. all the way back to ZQ like, Elliott they've had good guys
0: they churn them out yeah Let's talk about his Cincinnati team then. So, phew, number two, is that justified for you?
1: 100%. And I'd feel a bit vindicated from last year because I 100% last year think they should have made the playoffs. That Their, their, their yeah. performance against Georgia in, in the, the bowl game didn't really justify them making the playoffs, <laughs> but they're a lot better this year. And the only problem I see with them being ranked number two right now is just Desmond Ritter getting off to a slow start. He he takes two, three quarters sometimes to warm up, which is not good <laughs> when you're, if you, if yeah. you're looking to make a playoff run, when you, when you're going to have to go up against teams like Alabama, Georgia with tough defenses, you can score at will. You can't afford to start slow. Um, but, as it goes right now, he's, he's up there in the top three quarterbacks to me in this draft class, just purely on the physical talent he has. Cause he's an absolutely exceptional athlete. And then a guy I think that who is not getting talked about enough is Alec Pierce.
0: Yeah. And he's just like great, him. isn't he? Yeah. I wrote about him a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's a big, yeah, I mean, I think because he's a bigger white wide receiver, I sort of comped him to feeling, but uh he goes up and gets it. He's fast enough as well. He creates his own separation. He's not just a contested catch guy. For a guy who's um, six three,
1: so. he is very quick.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, quick rather than, than fast. I think that's yeah. probably quite important. Those cone times would be nice, I think. I don't know about the, the flat 40. But um, that's, a, that's, a, that's definitely a draftable guy. That's a... And again, again, in a deep wide receiver class, yeah, that's probably round four, early day three. But that's a good weapon.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say you probably see him creep into round three a little bit if he if he you know yeah. continues to perform this year because he he has been their their number one touchdown catcher in, in terms of he's just always in the end zone. And he's a real big target for Desmond Ridder and I think almost like a safety blanket in the way a tight end is, just because he's that big target who can go up and get it, a bit like Terence Marshall was um a year ago at LSU, just a big guy who's always gonna be there in the end zone. So this Cincinnati team, man, I just think they're really putting it together. They, they, they just look good.
0: I've got, look, I've got to give you a counter argument, though. All right, um, I don't mind them at two for now, uh, but their statement win is Notre Dame, which is good. Nothing wrong with that. That was, that was, um, that was a hard fault and a, and a good victory. The end result isn't looking too clever now, is it? Because they're not great, so they're going to beat up on the rest of the American. We think. And uh, SMU is still unbeaten so that'd be a good one um, but there's not much else for them. If um, if as we imagine Bama don't lose another game until the SEC uh, until it gets the SEC championship game, you've got Oklahoma probably won't lose another game full stop and Ohio State probably won't lose again. I think they're better than Michigan, Penn State and eh? Michigan State do Cincinnati beat any of those teams?
1: Potentially, it's going to hinge on their defense for me because mm-hmm. I know that the focal point of this defense is obviously Sauce. He's, he's never allowed a touchdown, he just, he just hasn't. I love, I love
0: Sauce in general, but Sauce Gardner, I do really, really like. Yes,
1: yeah, he, he is cornerback number two for me at this point, and I know people, yeah. are to, some people will scoff at that. But I've still not people, me, my friend, not me. <laughs> I've, I've still got people telling me Kairi Lambs is a guy who should be talked to in the top three. But after this weekend, no, thank you. Um, Look <laughs> with the rest of the schedule, they've got Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, and then East Carolina. It's a pretty <laughs> light schedule, and then it's only SMU,
0: isn't it? Really, it's going to be a, a tricky man.
1: And then if they, you know, if they if they stay where they are, or potentially number go to number one if Georgia has a shock loss somewhere, <sighs> their defense is going to be the after thing that competes unless Desmond Riddick can get over that hump and finally start, you know, slinging the ball early and not
0: mm. not
1: not looking like he's knocking off rust for the first <laughs> few quarters. This is what it looks like. I don't know what it is. The dude just can't get into a rhythm that easily and. I spoke about it with um, Iceman the other day. Like maybe he should go out there and work out earlier, get out there an hour early instead of 40 minutes earlier. And (laughs) that that could make all the difference just to get loose.
0: Uh, Yeah, I just fear for them against um, one of these high scoring kind of teams. I don't know if they've got the capability to keep up. That would be my concern. I mean, right now it's justified being there. Absolutely. but I just worry that those other teams I mentioned would probably beat
1: them. Yeah, because I think they've got the defence to keep up. It's just the firepower um, to keep up that I'm concerned about. Obviously, Ford's a, a great running back, but Desmond Ridders the one that worries me. And I think he's a great draftable quarterback, but that, that's more I'm looking at ceiling, you know, rather than I'm looking at what he can be, not what he is now. Which I think is going to be a little bit of a concern when we go deep into the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, so I lost you for the last bit.
1: Oh, sorry. I was just saying, um, De- Desmond Ridders, the f- the thing that worries me because um, I'm draft. I, I'm looking at him as a prospect on potential, not what he's mm. actually doing in games currently.
0: That's fair. I do. Yeah. Um, I like as a a prospect still, um, because let's face it. Well, I mean, we'll talk about this later, I think, but this quarterback class is slipping into some severe mediocrity. And, you know, I don't think we can not look at Ridda and think uh, there's a lot to work with here, I think, potentially, as long as we don't have to rush him like most of these quarterbacks into a horrible situation that perhaps someone like Trey Lance is going to find himself in and we'll all peel ourselves off the floor in despair uh, but if, if treated properly I think someone like a Desmond Ritter I would certainly take a chance on him.
1: Yeah and I, I like him over Lance just because his he doesn't have as much to work with um, in terms of his like throwing motion and stuff like he's his throwing motion's a little bit more compact but his footwork definitely needs a lot of work and I think that is potentially why he starts so slow. Just he looks a bit awkward in there sometimes, but a phenomenal athlete as well. But let's get to another one. The games you watch, then Keith, and you say you watch the Georgia game.
0: Uh, I did watch the Georgia game. I did a, 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 a yeah bloody five hour look at it. I think in the end uh, I was falling asleep. Um, that defense, it, it should be illegal, mate. It's. Um, uh, there's, there, there, right now, that Georgia defense is better than a third of the NFL defenses. I'll, I'll stake that claim because I was thinking about this earlier, right? There's first-rounders every level of this defense. You've got Jordan Davis will be a first-round pick at tackle. I personally am very high on Devontae Wyatt as well. He may well be a second-rounder, perhaps. Um, N'Kobe Dean is going to get plenty of buzz going forward. Really, really liking him now. He's probably a first-rounder. Um, Darion Kendrick if the off-field issues are not severe that's a first round corner Lewis Seen is probably in most years a first round safety this year might be different um, but there's so much quality there they're so well coached they're impossible to score on I mean Adam Anderson I didn't even mention him I'm not quite so high on Adam Anderson as, as some but that's probably a first rounder as well it It's insane. It's insane. I can't see. I really can't see any offense outside of Oklahoma's new starting quarterback and and the different skill set he brings that may confuse. You know, may cause them problems. Um, Obviously, Alabama will give them a very good game. That will be that will be immense. Um, Apart from those two offenses, I can't see anyone else troubling this Georgia defense. It is insane. And then you've got Stetson Bennett.
1: I was about to say, his Stetson <laughs> Bennett kind of just as he made a statement now, where <laughs> a lot of people weren't really big on him because JT Barrett sort of has that athleticism and the bigger arm. But Stetson Bennett looked great this week: two hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns, kept hold of the like kept hold of the ball a decent amount. I, I know he took off for a, a couple of little rushes there, but he looked better than he's ever looked in, in as a bulldog
0: no, um, yeah it's gonna I'm gonna puke a little bit because he really did look good I mean it was incredibly impressive he can't be an NFL quarterback because we've seen how bad he can well not bad but he he's, he's just a uh, uh, mm, kind of quarterback but against those no, against Kentucky he was yeah I'll say quite brilliant he really was he was really quite good they've um, got obviously a decent running game. I love these. They've got three tight ends, three tight ends that are all, they're all going to be NFL players, all of them. Um, that freshman kid, Bowers, my God, it's just like that. He's the best receiving tight end in the nation right now as a freshman. I mean, where did he come from? Uh, Darnell Washington's only played three games so far. This year, he made two unbelievable catches in this game. He he's the sort of um, decent all rounder, and then you have got um, is it John Fitzpatrick? I think is the third end. and he's a fantastic blocker who also can catch. I mean, these guys will all carve a niche out in the NFL. Um, they rely on those guys because obviously without George Pickens, they are limited at wide receiver. That's yeah. the one. That's the one thing you can point to, and I'm not. Entirely convinced on their offensive line, either. But, um, yeah, Yeah, we'll whisper it quietly. Stetson Penny played really, really well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, uh, uh, people have been umming and ahhing on him because, you know, we've seen him at his worst. So there is reason to be concerned. Um, But to another Potentially overhyped team getting the back ass blown out of them. Let's talk about Iowa Purdue quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that wasn't a particularly exciting game, unless you're a boiler maker. But what happened? And I will preface this by saying, I feel like this happens every year. Iowa starts really strong, a bunch of people get their panties wet, and then they finish the season nine and four. So so is, yeah. is, is that happening again now? Because they got absolutely destroyed by Purdue. I mean. Spencer Petras threw four picks.
0: Look, it, was, it was the best result of the week for me because Iowa, I felt, had no right to be at a higher. They're so boring. I can't watch that. That is dull football, man. That is so dull. Um, and I was so, gra- yeah, 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 I'm so glad Purdue beat them because um, we can just forget about Iowa now um, and banish them to... Yeah, they'll finish. Don't, like you said they'll finish. Nine and four, and get a nice bowl game, and, and blah blah blah. They yeah. don't appeal to me. The, the defense is decent, actually, um, to be fair. But when Iowa's and Wisconsin's come around, you just want to stick your head down the toilet and flush the chain and wait for it all to be over.
1: So I feel about most Big Ten games, I'm going to be honest with you, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a- a- Aiden O'Connell, the um, Purdue quarterback. Actually looked pretty good. I'll be honest with you. Now yeah. He only threw for two toddies, but 375 yards. And I don't know why, for the life of me, I can't figure out why they made him, him throw the ball 40 times. And then Jack Plummer also, you know, come out, through two passes, only completed one blessing, but actually put in a bit, little bit of shift on the ground game. Um, Took off for a few rushes there. But Purdue just looked different to how they looked the entire rest of the season like uh, that's that's not the Purdue we've been seeing struggling through games and then they just take out a top-ranked team in Iowa which like we both said they don't deserve to be there but really was crazy to see this happen I don't think anyone expected it no not less Iowa fans
0: oh yeah I'm a big fan of David Bell the Purdue wide receiver he's um playing for Purdue is obviously not getting quite as much hype we saw Rondell Moore um Get draw was the second round in the end for him. Um, I think David Bell will go, yeah. I think David Bell will go sort of second round, totally different receiver. Obviously, much bigger, stronger, probably less, much less athletic. But, um, he's the kind of receiver I like, and I I get burned by these ones. The the contested catch gods who make me believe that they can't drop anything until they get to the NFL where they can't actually get their hands on anything because uh, they can't out-muscle those NFL corners and that's a trap I fall into every year so I'm going to try and be much better this year
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I, t- I still di- like David Bill different breed of guys in the NFL everyone's the game's a lot faster everyone hits a lot harder but uh we saw that some receivers are up to the challenge shout out to Demates who proved that um not only can he catch passes, but you can also block as well as Panisal <laughs> up the field. Yeah, it was. Um, that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying he's. No, fixing I the
0: box. my fantasy team, so I was, I was willing him down there. Smash that guy chase. Come on, he did. <laughs> Got me loads of fans.
1: That that was beautiful to see because, as far as I know, Panisal hasn't caught any uh, touchdown passes yet. But there we go. <laughs> 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 are are oh, there any oh, other so, games well you? Uh, had some interest in this week before we get on to um, a topic that you had me intrigued with at the start of the podcast, just before we hit record.
0: Yeah, no, I, I saw, I took you in Arizona State, Utah um, because I got enamoured with Arizona State last week, um, watching them beat Stanford. Oh, I, I just thought this is a team, they're going to win the Pac-12. Um, they're obviously not going to make the college football playoff at that point. I was just thinking, they're going to win the pac Twelve. this is a team that deserves it. I mean, I'm looking at Jaden Daniels as a is an exciting quarterback. Is he an NFL prospect? I don't think so, but it's fun to watch. I was big um, on
1: him just a year ago.
0: Yeah, there's another light. Like. I just don't think they're NFL traits, unfortunately. Uh, especially when he weighs about hundred and seventy. I weigh 170 pounds, easy. Yeah. He, I'm only he, five he, foot nine.
1: Mate, he weighs less than me, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm five nine as yeah. well. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to cut it. And, um, and I I, yeah,
1: I, he, I, definitely hit the weight room a lot more than him as well. I say that much. Even though <laughs> he's, he's a lot taller than me, I'm quite broad-shouldered. I'm built like a troll almost um, with, with, <laughs> the, with the stubby legs and big shoulders. Um, but, yeah, his weight does but, concern uh, me because I feel like he'll take a yeah, – yeah. if he makes it to the NFL and he ends up in a situation like Davis Mills or whatever where he's just getting blasted every five seconds, I feel like he'd just get injured.
0: Nah, he's got skinny little legs. I don't think there's, a, well, there is enough there. He's got a lovely deep ball, I man. He had a few drops in this, was really unlucky. The stats were a little skewed uh, for him. He played well, and they got two decent running backs. I really like that for Shard White, that all the lads have been on about, and he really he has he does impress me a lot. Um, yeah, and, I look, and the defense is flying. I, that Stanford game really did leave me believe that this Arizona State defense would carry them at least. And I don't know what happened. I, I'd only seen Utah lose to BYU. That's the only game I'd watched this year. So I wasn't that impressed with them. This is a different Utah team to the one I watched. Um, at Cameron Rising quarterback. Man, he looks like some weird-ass heavy metal guitarist or something. Um, <laughs> like, he took his helmet off and he scared the shit out of me, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he's a really... Pinged it around, nice and steady. Nothing too flash. Decent running game, but yeah, a defense that absolutely turned up in the second half, particularly. Um, it wasn't what I expected, and that—that's the problem with the Pac-12. They just—they eat each other alive. There's just never any team that can go it's and too run much it. <laughs> there is. I mean, it's, it's great when you want to tune in and watch a game where you don't know who's going to win. It really is great. But for their aspirations to ever get someone in that college football playoff. Yeah, it won't happen. Although, of course, when we expand, then we might see it.
1: And, and um, before we get on to the topic you mentioned before we started recording, got to talk about Alabama versus Mississippi State, really, haven't we?
0: I didn't see any of this. I didn't see any of this because uh, I'm bored of watching Bama at the moment. I've had them on my on my uh, video for a long time. Video, God, how old am I? <laughs>
1: Brutal game. 49-9. to
0: yeah. It was a slaughter.
1: Mississippi State lost the entire time. Will Rogers threw 55 passes. Five of them got in. uh, Sorry, three of them got (laughs) intercepted. He missed, you know, he missed target on on 20 occasions, which is, I know it's supposed to be an air raid offense, but taking the piss a bit uh, now. (laughs) And then Bryce Young continued to be Bryce Young. Four touchdowns, 348 yards. Then you you had guys like Roydale Williams just absolutely dominating as well. John Mechie, 117 yards. Just the, the whole team is just so good. Josh Job with a pick as well. Uh, Jordan Battle had two picks. They're just absolutely dominating everyone they play. Besides that AM game, which was seeming to be an anomaly, they, they had the recipe to stop Bryce Young, a guy who I think stop. is going to be a first round pick. So, yeah, it was weird. Just, just. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch
0: it. Out. I, am Josh Job has disappointed this year so far. Um, I prefer look the, the other corner. Uh, Arma Davis it, has looked better than Job. Um, Jameson Williams wide receiver. Um, from he's really looking good. Um, I've read a sort of a, a semi spicy take that he could go ahead of John Mechie.
1: Oh, I don't know if I agree I
0: mean, with that's... that oh, don't know. you, don't you on board? That. No? I don't know. I'll, I need I'll, to see more. Of I him. Would... Yeah, I'd be interested in I that. See... Yeah, that's... we've got limited tape so far.
1: Yeah, I think I think the Mechie thing is just but not yeah. so much recency bias, but I just see oh, more that. of him.
0: No, that's fair. Um, how long can Mike Leach last?
1: Surely he's done.
0: You've got to think so, because an air raid offers is meant to score points and look good. That's, that's just not it.
1: Especially in the SEC, just just how the conference is set up, how defence is the playing, how every other, other team that runs that their offence. Just, the oh, the just the air raid is not suited to the SEC.
0: Absolutely. There was, uh, there was an odd choice at the time, and it's looking well, – it's backfiring, isn't it, spectacularly.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's get on to the topic you brought up right before we started recording. Yeah.
0: yeah so um, uh, a sort of an old um, an old website I used to um, visit a lot back in the day when it was uh, when the internet was a, a strange place, not full of doom and gloom. Uh, it was called Drop Countdown, um, and I religiously would follow that and uh, Scott Wright who run that used to have a podcast and used to yeah that was my Thursday night entertainment um, it, he went quiet for about five years and it's just been relaunched by uh, somebody he used to co-host with called Shane P. Hannum. and it's a good listen for podcasters Uh they, they're just sort of him and someone else is just two regular guys who don't have any qualifications in this. They just like watching people talking about it. And that's uh, that's the kind of thing I don't mind at all. But he had an interesting thing where he was trying to predict the sixth senior bowl. Uh, now, I'm not a senior bowl. I don't think it does a lot to me. I, I, I think you can juke people at the senior bowl. I think of um, from a 49ers point of view, I think of uh, Javokin or he only practiced for one day two years ago and he absolutely blew it up, um, sat out the rest of it and probably increased his draft stock by at least half a round, which was millions and millions of dollars. Um, I don't think that's... Uh, yeah, that, that isn't tangible to me. I, I think I want to see more than someone practice against some people have just been thrown together to form an offensive line. That's and um, that's not how I want to, you know, evaluate my players. Um but the quarterback is always an interesting one because we are throwing quarterbacks into an unusual situation. And you should see in this scenario the natural talent come through. Um, but if you're throwing a Joe Boggs, who you've never thrown to before, they don't have any chemistry nonsense. Um, you've got to form that. That's your job because you're going to walk into an NFL team with no chemistry with these guys. You've got to get that. So I think from the quarterback aspect, this is quite a decent um, thing for the senior bowl. And they choose six, so obviously the criteria is being a senior or a junior who has uh, earned his degree. So the six he chose – do you want me to go through them? Yeah, yeah. So the six he chose were – so we're going with Malik Willis first, which I think is obvious. Um, yeah. And we'll have a little chat about him in a minute because I have some problems, concerns. Um, Kenny Pickett, who's getting some um, – Draft love from somewhere. Um, uh, so I agree with that. Then we're down to three out of... I mean, you'd call those probably 70s, and then we're down to three from sort of 11 that are left. Uh, he's chosen uh, DTR uh, from UCLA, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee, and Bailey Zatby from Western Kentucky. So for me, um, DTR, ugh, I, I, I want to like DTR so much. <laughs> yeah, and you can't ever get on board. You can't ever, As soon as you think you're on board, it'll do something so stupid that you've got to jump off that bus. Um, and if that's a two-year player, that's fine. It's not. This is a three or four-year starter. So... Um, so senior bowl for someone like him, I mean, you know, for people and players like that have more to 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 gain, obviously this is great. Kenny Pickett, I think we know what Kenny Pickett is, um, which I thought was a, a day three quarterback, but apparently I might be wrong now. Um, that's scary. I'm a Um I really liked him at Virginia Tech last year. when I transferred to Tennessee, I it's been that job he did. It was Joe Newman, the transfer from Michigan, who also, I think they're basically the same player. Hooker was slightly better. Um, but Hooker's now taking that job at Tennessee. And for somewhere, the senior bowl for him, he's got, a, he's got a massive arm. He's a big dude. He'll look physically impressive. If he can just put a decent week together, you're talking about a draftable guy. Um, what's your thoughts on those six?
1: Uh, Uh, Let's talk about Malik Willis first because he's really really Really, splitting the crowd, isn't
0: he? Um, Yeah, I'm uh, scared of him. I'm scared.
1: He's clearly ridiculously physically talented. Um, I don't mm-hmm. like the Lamar Jackson. I think that's a, just a little I bit unfair to both players. I think guys. it's too, much, think pressure it's too much, much, much pressure on Malik Willis, Willis, and then he's downplaying then how good downplaying. Lamar Jackson actually is. Um,
0: okay. He's
1: t- it's the huge arm. Huge arm, like that's mm-hmm. exciting, like that's and, then exciting. Then the speed. and then the speed. But the fact he's got a brace on his arm. Brace on his arm. And he shuts down in big moments. Shuts down, I mean, like, it. look at him against I mean, Coastal him in ball against game Coastal last, in year. Just, last Yeah. And I don't think... That was... Every game is that on a Sunday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are the lights yeah. going to be too bright?
0: I said, he's physically talented. Um, there's just some... Um, you know, there's so much inconsistency in, in his throws, it scares me. Um, the last couple of weeks, it, it suddenly we did uh, two picks. That's against no competition, that's against no one's. Um, I mean, obviously, he's tanned into Auburn, he's a top, top recruit. Um, he's not QB one though, can't be. Um, but if he goes to the senior bowl, this is where he either cements himself uh, as as certainly in the top three quarterbacks or he does himself some immense damage um, and sort of falls out of this range because all you've got to do is not interview well, look decidedly average. You ain't going to be able to run around and make those plays that's not really what senior bowl practice is about. It's all about passing. Um, it'd be very interesting to see if he could do a standard Pro offense and CA and looks, I mean, I said he can make a load of money or he could lose it all.
1: The, the thing that worries me about him the most, which I think maybe I think. some people have picked up on, but even when he's got a clean pocket, I feel like he's throwing, you know, off platform. Just like the way he's, he oh, like yeah.
0: it's almost his standard default thing to do. Don't, his, want to, his you know, step yeah, drop is what oh, he wants to move. move.
1: His five-step drop is two steps and then three steps one way. Uh, he, he never just <laughs> drops back and stands drops there. Back. It's weird.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, I do agree. Um, I, I, I can't have him as QB1. Not over a couple of these other guys. Um, what's your thoughts on... Obviously, we I think we both agree that Riddler going there would be really good for him. Makes um, a lot of sense, especially pick- if he can especially
1: just, he can- you know, hit a rhythm early and strike some big plays to some of the bigger name receivers. I think that'll really benefit him going forward into the NFL.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people are going to point at Cincinnati not playing the best teams. Uh, so if he can go out there and, and, and take on some decent corners that might be there. Um, and in a practice scenario as well, you'd imagine Ridder would be fairly decent. Um, yeah, what well, Kenny Pickett, come on us, have your thoughts on that.
1: I really don't like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I, I, we we had the discussion in group chat earlier. Some absolute freak Absol- put him going first overall in the draft, and I was just oh, it hurt my brain. Keith, I got that yeah. message come through, and I felt like I'd been tasered. I just led there <laughs> in agony, and. I, I, I do not see the attraction with him now. I'm about to see a lot more of him as we go into the draft guide. I'm doing quarterbacks, but currently I just don't see what what people see in him.
0: No, I see, I see Mr. Average. I see a, a guy that – um I mean, he's, I haven't, I'm not even sure I've seen Pittsburgh this year, so I'm probably in a bit of um, – I'm going on my previous knowledge of him, uh, which was just a sort of a, a steady-eddy type. Uh, doesn't excite me, doesn't have a big arm. Um, we, yeah, you know, th- those quarterbacks are all over place, right? You can pick one of them anywhere. And the two clubs, um, drives, me the so two clubs drives me up the fucking. So <laughs> I, clubs
1: drives up the fucking. not to let that guy, but I just feel like he doesn't have a good feel for the football. And I know it's because I think Teddy Bridgewater tiny said end. that said. it helps him throw, and he's throwing better, but. Bro, if you need to, like, any, I've, I've, taught, people how to I've, play I've quarterback. taught people how to play quarterback. One glove is too much sometimes, and you only, only really need a glove you on your, really glove hand, on your hand, hand if it's raining or if it's, for really rain or if it's really cold. Like, I've got small hands, but I can still keep hold of a fucking football. So I don't know why... Don't know. No, I'm 5'9". No, I'm... Kenny Pickett's not 5'9". His hands must be a little bit bigger than a a mine. I can uh, hold a football fine. Uh, Look, I can hold uh, around. It's not, it's not you loose. You do not do it, mate. I, not loose.
0: Yeah, I wish this was a visual because you're looking really good there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just, yeah, no, that is belief.
0: I've heard he's got 80 hands or whatever, which is quite ridiculously small. But all right, what, what about um, DTR for you?
1: I've not seen anything special from him this year. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to say he's like being carried by Zach Chabonet or whatever, but or whatever. Zach Shabane has been absolutely Zach- phenomenal, and he's not been asked to make any throws that. I don't know, I'm not going to be like that. Ooh, he's not made any like NFL throws, good. but it's not like he's throwing into tight windows a lot of the time, and he's taken what the defense no, gives him. Defense. So, which is smart, so, but I don't. He hasn't got that X factor for me. That's why I like guys like Desmond Riddick. Riddick, When you watch them play, even when they they aren't necessarily blowing up the stat sheet, you're like, man, there's something about this guy. guy. As as we evaluate Uh, talent, we evaluate on everything from mechanics down to just some great plays they made. But you know as well as I do, certain guys you see play and you say, wow. This this guy is a play on Sunday Mm -hmm. player and I just don't see that for DTR.
0: I think that's beautifully put, mate, because that's perfect. Perfect uh, summing up of that. Absolutely. Uh, He hasn't improved over the years and at the end of the day, you want the send player and I don't think DTR is. Uh, Have you caught Hendon Hooker at all?
1: I've I've barely seen anything of him, mate. I'll be totally honest with you. So your evaluation would have to be the one there. You'd have to be the one there.
0: I, I, I must meet he intrigues me. Well, as you just said, there's wow plays from him. There's also some you know, wow plays. What have you done there? You did. Um, but if I was him, I, I'm sure he's a junior, I would stay at Tennessee, but we shall see. Uh, I'm guessing you've not caught Bailey Zappi either then of Western Kentucky.
1: No, but you sold him to me a little bit earlier. So I, I want to hear more about him.
0: That's a brilliant name, first of all. Um, So he was from a transfer from Houston Baptist. And I caught um, during my sad summer where I really should be taking my wife out for dinner and stuff because I've tortured her for nine months watching football. I don't. I sit there watching Houston Baptist versus bloody Texas Tech. Um, And he was immense not the biggest arm in the world, but my God, he was, you know, everything looks smooth. And this was a division uh, or FCS school taking on Texas tech. Um, And then, so I was was intrigued. And then I find out he transfers along with his two star receivers from Houston Baptist and their offensive coordinator over to Western Kentucky. So suddenly you're up in the level of competition. Now I haven't seen him play this year for Western Kentucky. So we'll, that's the little asterisk here. So, just on stat scouting, which is awesome, obviously. Um, he is phenomenal numbers. This is ridiculous. So we know the production he's putting up now is, um, or, or, you know, he's doing it at a level, a group of five level. Something like the Senior Bowl for him will be massive. If he can look, again, good, throwing to people he's never thrown to against uh, proper big school corners, um, he will get drafted. Those numbers need to be need to have this guy drafted. I'm talking sick for seventh round. Obviously, I'm not talking uh, anywhere saucy at all. But I think he deserves a shot. He deserves a shot. Right. So the next, uh, very very briefly, we can touch on the seven that he left out. I think I would have put a couple of these in. So just see what you think. Um, we've got Anthony Brown of Oregon, Chase Garbers of Cal. Everyone's favorite Brock Purdy of Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got uh, some FTS guys: Eric Cooper of Jacksonville State, a kill glass of Alabama, and him Cole Kelly of Southeastern Louisiana, and EJ Perry of Brown. They're not including Derek King because, bowl all accounts, he will be injured and won't be out past his pate anyway. Um, now, That's for me, um, elite
1: player in there. so
0: this podcast of. Been talking about AJ Perry. They've watched him twice. Uh, his Boston College transfer, uh, so he obviously is obviously clever. First of all, obviously he's gone from uh, Boston College to Brown, um, so he's smart uh, and by all accounts a very intriguing player. Um, I don't even got to see much playing time. I at Boston College, uh, so that's the one for me. If I was going to throw anyone out, I'd probably I'd probably throw out DTR because I'm not sure. What a senior bowl week for him is going to do. Um, I could say the same for Kenny Pickett, but obviously, this is a rising player, apparently, so you'd have to keep him. I'll probably actually one of the small school guys, probably EJ Perry. Uh, Zerick Cooper, I believe, was a transfer from a big school as well to Jacksonville State, but I don't think he's done anything special.
1: Yeah. Um, no, that guy from Brown does really intrigue me, though, because. It's weird with these Ivy League guys because they're so incredibly intelligent and it's sometimes fun to watch them make reads because you know they're obviously very intelligent and it's sometimes weird to see how quick they can go through progressions or how slow they can go through progressions. Then you think, wait, aren't you like one of the best academic schools in the country? But you've seen guys like Fitzpatrick who went to Harvard who... What highest score ever on the Wonderlick test? I think. What for highest a, score? For current NFL player. So interesting to see NFL where this guy player. scores in intangibles and things like that.
0: Yeah, I think if you've got, um, if you've got some big monster bearing down on you, you're still going to shoot your pants and know how clever you are. But yeah, I mean, uh, Anthony Brown, Oregon. Um, he was at Boston College, too, um, for a bit. I, I, I think you, I, I'd put him in the same category as a DTR, to be honest. You sort of know what you've got insensual. from him already. It's, it's yeah. I, 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 I did like him, but he's not improved, I don't think. And what's, what's your takes on Brock Purdy?
1: He's another guy. Who I feel like he's a bit guy I feel like overhyped, he's a bit, a bit and I don't over-hyped. see why. Mm. I just I, and it's not like, yeah, I get that he's he has good games here and there, but he's, overall, the game, hype I just I can't wrap my head around why some of these guys are being looked at as these like elite uh, level yeah, quarterbacks. Case, so I feel like if they actually had to play on a Sunday, they would just struggle.
0: I remember thinking, uh, I think in the off-season or the summer, I felt perhaps he was being held back by the way Iowa State run their offence. It's obviously heavily on, on Breeze Hall. And I just, when he got to sort of air it out, I thought he looked okay. Uh, but I've only caught him once this year and it was a horrible game, horrible from him. And I just wonder if he's in the same group as um, – Kenny Pickett and and Tanner Morgan's another one from Minnesota. A couple of years ago, I thought they were saying there. There's nothing there. There really is nothing there. Um, I I don't think these any of these are draftable. I might be wrong. Um, Really weak year for
1: quarterbacks.
0: It's horrible, mate. It's horrible. You don't want to be a team that needs one. Uh, You really don't. Because ahead now QB one is what.
1: Mm. It's probably got to be Desmond So Miller. I won't shoot
0: you. Really. <laughs>
1: I hate to say it, but... It's hard, isn't it? To say it but... It's just this is I the only name I can really pull out that really... I really out like like out I said really... a minute ago about DTR, he's like, like, the only like, guy I see like, who like, I look at and say, yeah, that's a Sunday, yeah, Sunday guy. Because yeah, guys that's like... That's like Oh, what's his face? Nice. Norbert, who plays for Ohio, he, <laughs> he Spencer he, Rattler. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. Everyone was yeah, lauding him, but he's just done nothing but suck done ass, done ass, ass all, year. Ass. And all year. year. And then I'm told mm. that Malik Willis mm. is great, but I see a lot of flaws in his of game. Rivas is the only game. guy I look at <laughs> and say, "Wow, that's a Sunday guy." But even then, I don't think he's a day one starter. I think he's a guy you need to sit and let develop. He's a project quarterback.
0: Suckier. What about Matt Corral this Suckier. year?
1: <laughs> he's hurt right now, so I feel like it's really going to hurt his draft stock. Really mm. But uh, he's, not, he's not playing yeah. for old Piss next weekend, which is good for my LSU Tigers. It's, my... it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's him and Ridder, I think, are the only guys who I think should yeah. even be looked at in the first round. At in the first round.
0: Yeah, like I said, Malik Willis does scare me, but... I also haven't, to be fair, I've only watched um, brief cut-ups of Malik Willis this year. I, want, I'm not, I probably need to sit and watch a proper game and try and look at him properly, objectively. Um, just a lot of things you want to... Make, make me pause with him. And if you're talking about the number one pick, I don't know, mate. That's too much for me. Having said that, I'm from a team that took like, number three and tried to get up our entire fucking future to get him. So, you know, teams will do stupid things.
1: Yeah, and there's always you're always going to have a, a wild card team, wild like card team. <clears throat> the Steelers, who are quarterback desperate right now. The Lions, desperate. who you know you can only have Jared Goff under center for so Jared. long before you pull your fucking hair out. Sean McVay's a testament to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, and then a team like the Raiders, um, and who then will just and then, uh, pick the fastest guy in the draft. So Malik Willis could go to that. <laughs>
0: Yes, great chat. now, Gruden's out as well Who knows
1: Yeah, I don't think they'd be a adverse to Drafting a black player now Gruden's gone If his emails are <laughs> anything to be believed um, Yeah, it, it's uh, Yeah, I just I like Malik Willis And I, I'm sure he's a, a great guy But there's just so many problems with him That I don't so know, think many. would they, they look like small holes now But the they like second he gets in the TNL They're going to look like the to Canyon
0: to bring it back around to the senior bowl theme, if he does go, that will be that be the first time we get the, the, the measurables of him, so we'll see how, how thick he is because I think not thick as in stupid, um I, I believe they're saying he's up to 220, 225. but on a six foot one frame is nice, strong, sturdy. NFL size. Um, yeah, and look if he can if he spends all wigsing and that thing around properly where he's not allowed to run around like an idiot and just stand in the pocket and throw, he may he may be able to do that. And if he does do that, then suddenly you're, you're ticking a few boxes that you don't see in a game that you may think you can work on. So he probably has the most to gain, but also possibly the most to lose as well. And sometimes those prospects won't go, of course, because their agent will say, right now, son, you're probably a top 10 player. You yeah. may not need to do it.
1: Yeah, but uh, fingers crossed... He does that because you, you do need to see him out of his comfort zone a little bit, and I think that's what this is for a lot of these quarters. For... You, you're you not always going to have your favorite receiver, you are going to be playing guys who are from different defensive schemes that you're not potentially used to playing in your conference, especially if you are from like a Pac 12, especially if you are uh, from like a uh, Big 12. Uh, you're going to have to go up against uh, the SEC guys, and much as I harp on about it, the SEC is the SEC is the best defensive conference in football defensive so playing, against, football, those so playing really
0: against those guys really is going to separate you from the pack Yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree um, I will say the pack 12 defences I've watched this year have surprised me uh, how physical some of them are I'm thinking of Utah, Oregon's got a great one uh, there's also some powder piss ones in there as well of course
1: yeah, yeah, that's how it always goes. You're always going to have some guys who just aren't quite it. <laughs> they just, just, can't the quite it. Uh, yeah. just, just can't hang with the big boys.
0: They just can't hang with the big boys. The in terms of they're just not it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, I, we've been talking uh, for, I think... Uh, <laughs> this is the best thing about conversations with you Keith it always uh, feels bro, like I've been talking five uh, minutes and I look at the time and we, we've been over an hour um, so thank you for joining me today <laughs> mate it's been a pleasure as always yeah wow well.
0: uh, always love it always love it, mate you're you're the highlight of my podcast doing a poddy mate you're brilliant
1: oh I appreciate that thank you mate um, do you want to give out your Twitter <laughs> handle really quick
0: yeah Lord Luck and- um i'm doing i do like the weekly scouts uh section for the 10 yards um i must admit it's great fun um and the wife don't think it's fun but i think it's fun she proved it before i send it and corrects all my spelling mistakes and all my incorrect grammar so bless she does try um but yeah no i do enjoy doing that and uh yeah we're getting we're going to hook up for our draft guide this year. I'm really looking forward to that. That will be that will be really fun. It's like I've always dreamed of doing. Uh, so it's going to be great. Yeah,
1: it's good to have you on board this year. And um, um, it's I'm doing quarterbacks and cornerbacks. I'm doing quarterbacks so I'm, and cornerbacks. I'm in the element, mate. That's, that's the <laughs> I'm in the element. I'm actually
0: picking shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I'm I'm be having a lot of fun. Um, but if you want to find me over on the Twitter, I'm, I am at the himbo f10y probably why i don't write them that much i am a little bit of a himbo but I, I lean into that fully i know football and that's all i know which is great my girlfriend loves it she's like all you do is work out and talk about football it's it's all i thought a man would be and i was like well not a man from the uk <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah. If, if, so keep an eye on we are going to be start working on the draft guide soon that'll be out just before the draft next year yeah. Plenty of time to go, and um, but until then, head over to 410yards.com. See articles from Keith, myself, and the rest of the guys, Lee, Raj, and Andy, and and uh, Liam. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible at intros, mate. But, um, <laughs> from all of us here at 410 Yards College Football <laughs> Podcast, I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 410 Yards.
0: Thank you for tuning into the full 10 yards college football podcast. Where we have great information and some great content for you guys. Keep on flying that flag.